second and possibly final edition of the Supercar Insiders Warpster cast. We say nice things about Daryl Wood. Who doesn't have a drive and who should? Ricky Bobby Reynolds, the man who could. And hopefully this episode is good! Yes, welcome to the Warpster cast, the official podcast of the unofficial ruler of Australian motor racing. Me! Joining me is the man responsible for the great 2017 bookie robbery, the podcast DSO. And DSO, you have ruined me with that bet. Good afternoon, or evening, or morning, whatever it is in your part of the world. Warbster, I haven't ruined you, I've cleaned you out. Ruining you is something completely different. What I do need to thank, here and now, is the vast resources of the Supercars Empire and Warbsterbet.com for actually finding that lazy quarter of a million, because my $10,000 at 22 to 1 on the Davester is the sweetest win I think I've ever had. In fact... Sunday night, I felt like I'd won Bathurst. Yes, and I had a bit of a cry afterwards because the Warpster doesn't like giving up that much money. Yeah, and I'm a bit upset you've cancelled my WarpsterBet.com account. You do realise I'm off to Ladbrokes next race. Whoop, whoop, whoop. No, you're off to UBET. We're contractually obligated to mention UBET. Yeah, I'll lay off on both. Um, Warpster, we've got to get a little bit serious here. Because it is, after all, a serious podcast. Um, really? I've got a, apparently. I've got a couple of apologies uh, for things that uh, may have been fake news in episode one. Uh, Matt Campbell didn't come from the Nissan Academy at all. I'm not quite sure where he came. He came from Porsche, which sort of explains why he threw it down the road so many times over the weekend. But that's we'll get into that later in the, in the podcast. And Stephen and Dick Johnson. Now, I did speak to Stephen earlier in the year. Can't say where, can't say how. Of course, Dick said Winton was like running a marathon around a hill's hoist. It was Stephen's driver training in the two-litre sports sedan with JB that I got a bit wrong. So, um, yeah, look, fake news. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, um, we're actually going to have um, James Phelps on the show for all the stuff that he made up. That will be a special five-part episode, uh, two hours each, and that'll just be the apologies. Uh, yeah, Warbster, um, I do need to make another very humble and sincere apology. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the bottom of my heart, and the most humble and sincere apology I can possibly make for things that I said in the first podcast that have been proven to be incorrect, I'd like to offer um, a full retraction and apology to Gary Jacobson, the driver of the number five mega falcon for his great performance at bathurst and um he did have a co-driver too apparently did he bathurst warbster bathurst yes that was a very good race uh the super cheap super bathurst super 1000 super winners uh ricky bobby reynolds and uh luke yulden that ageless veteran in the Penrite team betty holden erebus chassis uh their own chassis no less having ditched the well control racing equipment earlier this year uh they were there or thereabouts this entire weekend and a very worthy winner dso oh look they were extremely worthy almost as worthy as my paycheck from warpsterbet.com but enough of that are you going to be mentioning that Every five seconds. If you'd won quarter of a million dollars, Warbster, you'd be pretty damn happy. Oh, sorry. That's a small change for you. Yes, it is. Um, I think it was a great week, great race weekend, um, mm-hmm. covered covered beautifully by um, our friends over at Fox. Not so much our friends at 10, but we'll touch on that a bit later. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, please. Let, let's look at the build-up. Mm. Let's look at the build-up. Boost. Talk about value for money. 
Talk about confusion. Well, yeah, there was heaps of confusion, but there was heaps of value for money because you didn't know which car it was, so it made you have a second look every single this time. Is, this, is, this is true, although if it was in the fence, it was normally per cap. Um, they did have one thirteenth of the field covered. Wow, that's that's nearly Red Bull and Formula One numbers. Yes. Let's go to the Super 2 race because um, the children are the future. Oh, I believe the children, are, if, if you teach them well... And let them lead the way. Little Macaulay Culkin Jones will have a race win. Very good. And finally, BJR finally got a win on the mountain and finally got some payoff for all of the work that they've put in this year, repairing race cars. And well, I mean, we know for all everything that's happened from the first episode of the Warbster cast, how much crap they've been through this year. And it was sweet for the Warbster, and I don't doubt for the DSO as well. See, uh, Warbster, I was very disappointed that. Um as Kim and Brad were wandering up pit lane to the podium uh, for the presentation on the Saturday afternoon Super 2 race, our good friends at Channel 10 cut to an ad, and unfortunately the viewers on free-to-air didn't get to see Brad and Kim and Macaulay and Andrew all standing there having a big family, Aubrey family group hug and, a, and Brad and Kim shedding tears. Um, but obviously Daryl Beatty standing there with a fake microphone and a headset talking crap about a trip to England or Europe or America or wherever it is this time around is obviously more important than two stalwarts of the series having their moment in the sun. Obviously. Yeah, i got one thing to say about that. Um, it wouldn't happen to be what um, James Hunt said about Rene Arnoux at the Monaco Grand Prix in 1989, would it? Well, I don't think so. Did Rene Arnoux lose his toes in a motorbike crash? No, but he said the BS word on yes. live television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really good one there. Um, we, we'll, we, as we go through the race, we'll talk about um, the Joneses' turn of bad luck, uh, crashing a few more cars, but uh, we'll get to that. So, I mean, in all honesty, winning any Super 2 race these days is no joke, especially the one at Bathurst, which is the one everyone wants. The Mini Enduro. The Mini Enduro. Um, it's not like the old days, but hey, more on the young superstars later. And there are a lot of them. Yeah, stay tuned for the Warbs tutorial, everybody. <laughs> Car 20. Car 15. Rod and Todd. No, actually, that was just Rod. Todd was in the 7, like usual. Did So, Did do we say that Car 20 made a rod for his back? Do we have to? Oh, well, something made a rod for something, because it, um, it wasn't a good weekend for the Nissan boys and girls, and we'll touch on that one a little bit later, too. Um... The big news as far as uh, the Warpster cast audience is concerned is we actually said um, first time around that Andre 4000 was a bit of a um, loss not getting a um, drive. And it turns out he actually did, but not under the circumstances we would have wanted. No, unfortunately, um, Ash Walsh's uh, preparations for Bathurst took a, uh, an up and then a down and then an up and then a down type turn at turn one at Phillip Island on the Thursday of the weekend prior. Yeah, there's a little bit of conjecture at the moment. Um, I believe the track was hired under a commercial and confidence arrangement, and even my vast resources, Warbster, can't quite find any more information out about it, so that's where we're going to leave it, I think. Yeah, I think um, probably it's all for the best that um, Ash is okay in relative terms. I mean, you know, sort of bro broken and bruised is one thing, but um, 30 years ago... Who knows what would have happened. Um, they found a very good replacement in Andre Heimgartner, who was 
very not prepared for uh, doing it this weekend. He was in the Peter McLeod memorial seat, uh, sitting next to Phil Rock. <laughs> yes. And, um, it, it, came it, in off the bench in AFL parlance. It came, it came in off the bench at the, uh, the AFL parlance after Ash Walsh was taken John Crook. Oh, please. You were going to get that in, weren't you? Um, Hell yeah. Team Jandal won the pit stop competition. Something really important. It was a one-two for Penske. Yeah, unlike the race. Ouch. Mm. But we'll get more a bit more on that later. So, um, before we go into qualifying, Warbster, let's talk about the Harveys. The Wallbangers. The Harvey Wallbangers. Mm. So, my list at the moment is uh, Rulo, mm-hmm. Slade. Yep. Musket. Yep. Van Gisbergen. Mm-hmm. Moffat. How many in times? Qualify- no, no, qualifying. Oh, qualifying, yep. Moffat. Moffat, Percat, Courtney. Hang on, which one? Both. Ma- both. At the same, same, simultaneously together simultane- at the very same time? Yeah, well, uh, geez, they've really got to work on it. Somebody needs to put a fluoro strip on their car or something like that because it was just ridiculous. Yeah, well, like, think, tell of, the think of the sponsorship boosts. Uh, Tanda, mm-hmm. Winterbottom. And they got waters on the way through. Uh, no, no, then there was... That was Tanda hit the wall. Winterbottom oh, yeah, hit yep. the wall. Yep. But then a bit earlier at turn one on the restart, Tanda got helped by Chaz and hit the monster car. Mm. Uh, and last but not least, our favourite girl. Simona De Silvestro, yep. who was in the top ten. And that was just, oof. I, I didn't like that. Yep, absolutely sensational result up until that point. She, she's, I mean, Bathurst is one of the few tracks that she actually knows which way it goes. And that really showed th- this weekend. Yep. Righto. So let's have a look at it. You've got the Erebus Car 9 as your winner. Mobile 1 HSV Racing. Uh, again, I probably should have apologised. I didn't think they had a snowball's chance in hell. Fabian Coulthard snatched the championship lead back with an, an outstanding podium. Mm. And I did say to you in the last episode that Tony Delberto's not there for his looks or his old man's old mm, dealership Damn money. straight. I mean, the thing with... The Coulthard car was out of the four Ford. You'd have to say he was probably the least flashy and the least sexy in practice and qualifying, which we'll get to in a minute. But on the day, he maintained. He kept it straight. He kept it on the island, and he pulled home the maximum amount of points that he could have out of the situation. And at the end of the year, that's going to reap its own reward. All right, let's not put the cart in front of the horse, which I've probably done there. Warbster, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's have a look at the race. Qualifying. Let's have a look at qualifying. We can edit that bit out. A DSO, really. Righto, qualifying. Um, qualifying was, as always, just pretty boring. The actual qualifying itself, um, they went out, they went round, they came back in, they sat, they foxed, they tried to get back out with enough time to get a fast lap in at the end. And a couple of them did. Hmm. I think um, qualifying itself was a fairly normal session. I mean, anyone who's on the Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Supercar Insiders knows that I actually did live um, post qualifying. Um, so that was a special treat for everyone because I did have time. I'm a very busy Wolfster most of the time, but I thought I'll get on did, there and do did it. Did you? I, I was busy. You must have, I must have missed that. You were DSOing. I was doing some. I think now's probably a good time. That I've had a couple of people say to me during the week, mm. what does DSO stand for? So I'm actually the, the Warbster Cast social media 
DSO. In real racing terms, DSO is the driving standards officer, and um, I've got absolutely no driving standards that I can officiate, so I can't be a driving standards officer. I'm the social media dickhead standards officer. No, basically, if you use the word winch cop, this guy knows about it. Yep, and I'm really, really sick of Sean and all his mates, the other sheep, whinging about a lack of free-to-air coverage. Still? Yeah, doesn't stop. It's been like, it's been two years. Doesn't matter how long it's been. The network went broke. I wonder why. Because they don't show good programming. Well, hey, 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 hey. When (coughs) I ran it, it made money. Yeah, when you ran ran it into the ground. Um, Minion. Thank you, Wobster. Minion. uh, Yes, Wobster. Thank you. You didn't actually run it into the ground. You just started it on its path. Qualifying. 40 minutes on Friday afternoon, they trundled around the track. And at the end of it, you had McLaughlin, Reynolds, Mostert, Waters, Winterbottom, Coulthard, uh, The Giz, Courtney, Bright and Tander rounded out your top 10. Although, uh, in fairness, Moff was actually ninth at the end of the session, but then pinged the wall. Um, Brought out the red flag, and the real DSO took his fastest qualifying lap off him. And you'd have to say that, in terms of the top 10 shootout, that was very much the established order in terms of speed, not only um, this race, but also this year, uh, with, with, the ex- with the exception of Bright. And the car, in the 56 car. Yeah, how the hell did that happen? I was still yeah, well, I... I can tell you right now, it's um, we've we've joked over the years about the uh, the Tander family sharing a race car. Um, I hope they had their helmets painted different colours because I think um, that uh, that the Gary Jacobson certainly put a put a uh, a massive amount of work in over the entire weekend. And Wait, I want Gary Jacobson. Uh, hang on, whoa, hey, it's a sound, sound engineer who hello. woke you up. Hello, hello, sound engineer minion. How are you, Gary Jacobson? Isn't he that XPR bloke that keeps slagging up the series? You need to do something about him. You know, different Jacobson, thanks, sound engineer. I think, I think Eugene actually has threatened to do that. Yeah, no, let's not talk about my mates at cams, okay? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, so, look, qualifying was good. Uh, we rolled it into... Uh, the we top ten? parlayed it into the top ten shootout. And well, there's only really six numbers you need to know about qualifying, according to the official record books. Two... Zero, three, eight, three, one. The lap of the jandal. The lap of the jandal. The lap of the chelly bun. <laughs> I'm sure there were some chelly buns up on the top of the hull wobster. Um, what I did like was uh, when our mate, my, my mate, my personal, close personal friend, and um, and as you will notice, wobster, I'm resplendent today in my... Uh, Mountain Warriors t-shirt my Erebus <laughs> Motorsport David Reynolds cap and we're drinking out of a shoey a shoey uh, stubby holder at the moment so um, you, you did get on the bandwagon I know it's not a band it can't be a bandwagon when I backed him three weeks before the race there's no bandwagon there my All friend right, fair enough fair yeah enough. David did say he, uh, he drove the lap of a, the lap of the goats of the mountain goats and uh he was on it. Both those guys were on it mm. all weekend in that Absolutely. car from yeah. P one right through. Mm. Um, it was not a surprise if you actually look at the times through practice and qualifying that they were there all day on Sunday. It was just an amazing performance. As was this fun fact: um, Ford pulled out of um, Supercars Racing a couple of years ago because they're idiots, and um, every single Ford in the field was in the top ten shootout. Yep. 
Absolutely. Which... <clears throat> Another one that while we're, while we're actually getting into some serious motorsport commentary, um, in the top 10 shootout, six cars separated by 0.84. Uh, it's often said the top 10 shootouts some of the hardest the hardest lap you'll ever do because you're not in a groove, you're not out there following the others, the track's nowhere near as warm, and they ran it at 10 past 5 in the afternoon, so the heat had gone out of the track, mm, mm. Um, which makes the 203.83 even more spectacular. I think the most spectacular thing, apart from the 203.83, was actually watching SVG hustle it around in the practice and both qualifying sessions, the qualifying and the top 10, because he was absolutely ringing it, and he was on the edge of losing that car the majority of the weekend. Yeah, he was wringing its neck all weekend. And I think um, uh, we talk about news headlines a little bit later in the podcast, Warbster, but um, I do remember either Dutto or uh, or the Mole Man coming out this week saying, we made our drivers work harder than they needed to. I did say after the Sandown wrap that they were trying too hard. And I think Team Triple Eight still are trying far too hard. I think the... I think they've possibly lost their way a little bit. I mean, obviously, we've spoken about Ludo going before, and I think there's a certain degree of um, technical issue there, yep. which really needs to be addressed. And look, the former HRT team went down the toilet. Is the name cursed? Yeah, I, gee, I hope not. Mm. I hope not, because um, HRT, HDT, you know, it's, um, there's mm. some fair amount of history... Uh, sitting around that um so that was it the top 10 was set that was top 10 set i think um so we need to go safety car boards and flags safety car boards and flags safety car boards and flags oh tim 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 oh tim's ladies and gentlemen if you haven't worked it out yet tim has spoken and so So here's some shannon's ads yeah mate it's a supercharged vs calai i got it from my nonna after papa died it's got a 4,000 watt subwoofer in the boot, mate, it pulls 12 second quarters. Insurance? Yeah, with my shit record, mate, no one will touch me. Not even Shannon's. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. We all know the inconvenience of taking a taxi, bro. You wait a long time, the driver's really slow, and it's always when you're in a hurry, bro. But why take a taxi when you can take a super taxi? Travel with One Free Fabs. One Free Fabs will take you anywhere in our fleet of DJR Timpensky supercars. We will cut your travel time, bro. We will put the jandal to the floor to deliver you a better travel experience, eh, cuz? Anytime, anywhere, One Free Fabs will get you there faster, bro. Hey, I'm Michael Andretti. Yeah, I'm Mario's son. I'm the secret reason the number two mobile HSV Holden Commander scored a Bathurst podium. Yeah, kids, I'm the new heavy hitter in supercars. So hey, Mr. Warbster guy, you better watch your back. <laughs> oh, and when you need to sort out a payout for Ryan Walkinshaw, it's gotta be Shannon's. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. And a big thanks to our friends from Shannon's for their continued support of the Supercar Insiders Warbstercast. And who'd have thought that Michael Andretti would have appeared on an ad this early on in the piece? Yeah, well, a big thanks to Michael for uh, for ringing that one through just last week. Warbster, time for the race. 
First 75 laps, your thoughts? Uh, so I, I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to... I don't know why you thought the first 75 laps was so boring. I, it was It was enthralling. I was on the edge of my seat, absolutely waiting for that massive crash in the rain that never happened. Well, first of all, first of all, I was actually sleeping off a hangover, if you must know. And uh, secondly, as I was a... at you at the Leagues Club yeah, that, that was at two thirty yeah. in the morning, yeah, cut, uh, cutting a number on the dance floor. Uh, that, that's the one. Yeah, I was I was, I was, I was out there with Funky Gaza. Yeah, Funky Gaza. Um, yes. Normally, as a official, I would have thought you were sort of anti-crashing and not very safe things. Well, it's nothing to do with safety. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I might, might be a race official, but I'm still a motorsport fan. I mean, what do you think I was doing at the sprint cars last night? You only go there to watch them crash. No, you, turn, you hear, do it to hear um, Peter Griffin going on about being there. Oh, please. Um, so after the first 75 laps, it, well, look, it was a tactical battle. The, 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 mm, the race oh, was, absolutely. we talked about Sandin being a race of two halves where we watched them fix the fence. Bathurst was more than a race. It was a race of... Two thirds, one third, almost. Where mm, they, mm. they, and to the credit, whilst we all sat there waiting for the big crash that never happened, it didn't happen because of some really, really skillful driving by a number of really, really surprising drivers. As I've said during um, anything, any time I've mentioned Super Two, um, the tuggers just don't exist anymore. Like you've got to be in the top echelon of drivers to get into any sort of competitive position in um, supercars racing these days. The days of the owner-driver are over, and you've really, really got to have your stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, it was a tactical battle. Everyone was keeping it on the island, and that's um, interesting because we're at Mount Panorama, not Phillip Island. Um, but uh, <laughs> Murray's corner runoff. What, the Thomas Mazera line that everyone was taking? Oh, I'll tell you what, and... Uh, and I can see a number of people would remember the great Thomas. Um, the, the, the good part is that they took the Thomas Mazera line and not the Yoshimi Katayama line. Yeah. Um, what was with the... Well, I'm, I'm going to drop it. It's, um, mm-hmm. we, we, it's a scandal. It's a scandal. Squeegee gate. Squeegee gate. Yep. How were Triple Eight allowed to bend the rules and have a loose object in the cabin... I mean, I heard Dutto. I heard what Dutto said. The, the Channel 10 judicial commentary team tried to prosecute and hang Team Triple Eight, which is pretty rare because they've never done it ever before. It's always on Triple Eight's behalf. First time for everything. But they've actually went to Dutto and said, um, are you sure you're not in breach of the rules? And Dutto came out with a perler. Didn't throw that headset away. He said, we've, got, we've been and had these approved. They've got rare earth magnets taped to the end of the wooden broom handle and they stick them on the roll cage when they're not wiping the windscreen with them. Okay, rare earth magnets. That's sounding suspiciously like a polarizer. Well, that might explain just how poorly the cars handled all weekend. That might explain a lot. And a big hello to Bev Brock. Hi, Dr. Eric. Car 17. They lost. They they didn't. They won everything. This is what this whole Bathurst weekend, except for one thing, the, the one that they wanted. Yeah, the race. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, dropped a valve. They tried to cycle a Motec. They 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 rang a call center in India and said turn the turn it off and turn it back on again. They tried that in a pit stop. Um, uh, Ludo Ludo tried um, control alt delete at least three or four times. 
yeah, he certainly wasn't saying push, push this weekend. Um, no, actually, I think he was saying saying to Scotty, um, just just stay up there, stay in the truck, don't go out there with the animals and the wildlife. No, 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 that wasn't Scotty, that was Frenchie. That oh, was Frenchie. That was Frenchie. Right. What was John French doing there? John French is... <laughs> John, John French is 87 years old. He might have won with Dick back in 1981. Wrong Frenchie. Alex Prema. It was oh, Prema. okay. Sorry. So Sorry. I'll, 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 I'll burn this one early, Warbster, rather than our news snippets and headlines. So Frenchie got stuck in a tow truck in the rain for 100 laps on top of the mountain, and his quote was, it was not fun, actually. Alex, having sat on the top of the mountain in a tow truck or in a fire ute, or on a flag point myself, sometimes being an official isn't much fun. I'm really, really glad you understand what we put up with. Yes, and a big thank you to the um, officials that did attend the 1000, as indeed every round, uh, for what they do. Uh, usually unpaid, or if they're paid, not very much at all. Yeah, no, and, um, um, big, 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 big thumbs up from the Warps. Ma- massive, massive shout out. I, uh, I had a, a big, uh, a big group of friends up there officiating, and. Uh, having stood in the rain all day myself, Sunday wasn't much fun, and uh, and they did uh, they did the, the Australian motorsport officiating community proud did very very well. My boy Stainaway. No, it's that, it, it was it's Stainaway for starters, and I think actually considering how much he buggered off in the wet, he should really have been called Stainaway. Stainaway. Oh, Jesus. Um. So. We did mention it in the first podcast, Warbster. All they had to do was punch a ticket to the last 30 laps. Thank you, Neil Crompton, for that cliche. Oh, God. Or when the track dried. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, Erebus? Yeah. Showed a lot of maturity in running their own race. Um, They did uh, stick... Yulden. Yulden, that's the one, the Ageless Veteran. The Ageless Veteran. Luke Yulden. A little um, bit slow this afternoon. Um, I've, had a, I've had a long weekend of um, you know negotiations again. You need more um, coffee, Warbster. I think I need more coffee, yes. Um, Yulden showed a lot of maturity and the team showed a lot of maturity, more to the point in running their own race. They didn't go after Stanaway. They didn't go after um, Mike's mate Gary either when he went past. They just ran their own race, ran to their numbers and just got it through the initial hard periods I've got something to say about the commentary Warbster oh no not again we, we deride them we'll, we'll continue to, to deride them for as long as we um, aren't sued and the podcasts keep happening the commentary's absolutely abysmal but I finally worked it took me a couple of days I did a bit of soul searching I've worked out what was so wrong with the commentary at Bathurst was it Scafie? apart from Scafie yes it was Scafie but there was another reason Nothing much happened in the first 100 laps. Mm-hmm. So they had 100 laps of pent-up emotion and cliches mm. written down in their notepads that they had to then try and squeeze into the last 61 laps. I don't really think that Scafi has a notepad for cliches. He just says the same thing over and over again. Well, it's a mental notepad. All, all is well in supercar land. He's a very he's, he's operating at a high level. He's operating at a very he's operating at a higher level than most normal people could possibly understand. Oh, Jamie, I love him. I want to buff him. Get him up here. Who brought sound engineer? Did you let Mafie in? Seriously. Um, oh, please. So, Tim Slade. We'll, we'll go to another news head. I'm stealing all my news headlines no, as we go. work our way through Warbster. Go for it, Tim Slade. Quote. 
off your very own news section of your website. When you're that cooked, it's massively uncomfortable. Hmm. Cooked. 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 Is that like cooking on three burners? Is that like... I, I can't quite work it. I think, I, think, I think staying out there for as long as you did was a dopey idea. Oh, yeah. Um, look, and, and, and to BJR, they had a tough weekend. They tore a couple of cars up um, on the lead-up to the race. We're doing really, really well in the race, but had a few things happen. I, I believe they were chasing, uh, trying to clean the windows, forgot to put dry ice in the, uh, in, into his cool suit box, and then diverted the helmet fan from putting fresh air into his head and mouth and lungs to demisting the windscreen. So I'm not quite sure what the uh, the preference would be there. Just for me, I'd rather be uh, squinting through the little bit at the bottom and hoping I didn't hit the wall and breathing fresh air. Yes, I could say um, that. Although maybe, maybe one of the problems we have with this ultra new generation is that we don't run a glass windscreen. Because back in the day when we still still ran a glass windscreen, we had these wonderful little demister strips that they switched on. Yes, I believe that um, actually Holden Engineering did actually send a note to Triple Eight about that and said, "Look, we have these things called demisters, mm. which you can use." I'd also think that I mean the BJR problems were compounded by the fact that they were actually signalling Courtney's cars for 20, 20 laps during the race. Oh, so that's why confused. he kept him out so long. How did yeah. how, how yeah. didn't he run out of fuel? Good question. Um, I mean, it was, if it was a Walkinshaw car, they would have been able to do an extra 20 laps because they would have had an illegal fuel bladder in 1985. Oh, please. Um, look, we've talked about Erebus. We're going to keep talking about Erebus all podcast because it is, it, it's the phoenix that's risen from the ashes of Mount Erebus. And um, yeah, they, they had an absolutely amazing weekend. I mean, DR... David Reynolds was there or thereabouts all day. He took the lead towards the end of the race. Um, Dale Wood drove it up through the field. Now, let's have a bit of a chat about the much derided Dale Wood. Now, before we get into it, Mrs. Wood, we are going to be nice. Please don't contact us on Facebook. Uh, And and to Dale and his wife, we are, as the Warbster said, we're only going to say nice things. Um, But I have read... Warbster, mm-hmm. that, DR, that DW is currently uh, looking at his options, thinks that spending more time with his family next year is uh, possibly a higher priority than, than running supercars. Um, he could come back as a once a year or three times a year driver and do a very good job every year. I, I think he could. He, he, he was a, uh, a Super 2 or whatever it was called back then champion. Look, the, the bloke has to be able to drive to punt the car around, as he did in the wet. Mm. Chris Pither is a very, very good driver, but they did about an equal number of laps from my calculations. So, yeah. um, Woodsy didn't stuff it into the fence like a lot of other blokes didn't do. Yeah. It was um, it was good. And look, I think um, if, if, if he's only got three more races in him as a full-time driver, uh, I dips my lid because there's no point going on and... And uh, and being a and being a tail in Charlie for the rest of your career, fourth at Bathurst in that mm. race was absolutely massive. We'll go out on a high. Yeah, but um, and he's and he's still in the modified WR car. He's not actually in an Erebus chassis yet. No, exactly. So um, look, talking about motorsport will never be the same if you do give it up, Dale. But um, we uh, social as 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 the social media DSO, I uh, I offer you all the best, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out for everybody. 
Um, back to the race. Back to the race. Uh, usual melee for the podium. Uh, O2, the Walkinshaw Racing, the artist formerly known as HRT until uh, January 1st, but we'll get into that later. Yep. Um, Apparently, there's a, Shannon's can help you get rid of one what Ryan Walkinshaw, according to Michael Andretti. Well, I'm pretty sure any amount of money would probably help. Um, anyway, the O2 car, that was a very good effort to uh, finish in second. I think you'd actually find that um, the retro scheme this time around did better than the scheme did the first time around in 1994, because I'm pretty sure that was the year that Brocky binned it at the great. Mm. Um, as we said before, uh, Fabs had a quiet run uh, to third with Tony D'Alberto. Very, very good um, performance there, and he has retaken the championship lead. The late safety car did throw a bit of a spanner in the works when Simona crashed, but... And unfortunately, with Simona crashing, uh, she cost your mates over at Datsun three cars in the top ten, because the 2-3 car and the 2-0 car with Todd and Jacques Lebrocchi finished 6th and 7th 6th and 7th respectively so that really, not a bad not a bad day for Nissan kept their noses clean relatively considering um, where they were um, earlier in the weekend when they were basically nowhere that was a good outcome yep. um, it probably does um, flatter to deceive in terms of where their actual pace is and what they need to do going forward because um, is, Nissan is will they won't they again in terms of going on yeah, good point. Uh, Caruso did a 209.6 as his fastest lap. That's a couple of seconds uh, slower than uh, Crazy Dave. And uh, Scanny Myers down. Todd and Jacques Lebrocchi did a 10.0 as their quickest. Um, they were on the lead lap. Um, you know, there were only six safety car periods for a total of 10 laps, quite possibly the lowest number of safety car laps for the entire race. Possibly in supercars history, Warbster. Jeez, if I'd done more uh, research, I'd be able to, well, be able to was, nail that there was, there was an all-the-way run uh, with no safety cars in a year that Nissan fans like remembering a hell of a lot more, 1991. Yeah, well, wind it back a lap, but <clears throat> let's No, that was 92. Um, oh, sorry, no, my no, apologies, no, 91, yes. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Oh, I, I really wanted to, but I won't. All right. Dare so? Don't, yeah, okay. don't be a pack of assholes. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> um, Funky Gazza Motorsport, 20 out, looking spectacular, um, p- heading for a podium mm. and, and, and potentially top five for both cars. Um, it's pushing it too hard. It's Bathurst. Yeah. It's Bathurst and the only championship contention. There's only one race they're interested in at that point. Yep. And, well, unfortunately, uh, Funky Gazza got on the wrong side of it, as indeed did uh, Van Gisbergen. Now, I have... A podcast DSO exclusive, Warpster. Ooh, here we go. Through one of my sources in the paddock, I've managed to secure some in-car GPS traces Mm. from the 97. Wow, okay. The first one I'm going to play for you is when Matty Campbell was in the car. Yep. And uh, I think what we'll do is we'll play both of them. We'll play the first one, then we'll play... The second one, which is when SVG was in the car. Yep. Very, very telling. Very, very telling. And uh, it shows just, A, what a pig of a car it was all weekend and mm. just how tough it was for at, in the in the 888 garage 
yeah. at weekend. weekend. Oh, they earned their money last weekend. They definitely did. Yep, absolutely. So here it is now. Here we yeah. go. Down Conrad. In 980 metres, break heavily and veer right. In 200 metres, break heavily and turn left. Accelerate under the bridge to Murray's Corner. Matt, in 200 metres apply brakes. In 150 metres continue braking, and turn left onto pit straight. Again, Matt, my goodness, this is the third or fourth time here. I know the car isn't good in the wet, but you can't just drive to Bathurst for a palmer and a pot. Please do a U-turn when safe. When no cars are approaching. Turn right onto pit straight. Please try to do a lap where you don't overshoot a corner. Roland asked me to let you know. He is very disappointed in you. Pretty telling GPS trace there from when Matty Campbell was driving and uh, now from when Shane was behind the wheel. Darren Conrad. In 980 metres, brake heavily and veer right. In 200 metres, brake heavily, heavier. Shane brake. Shane brake. Ah damn it, you are heading for the fence. In 10 meters, drive through the back of the sand trap and turn right. In about 15 seconds, you'll probably realize that this has just cost you the race win. What's that? Yes of course Tato has already told you. You were in the chase, he was expecting it. Pretty telling stuff Warbster, but um, I'm sure I can hear Simon and Garfunkel playing. Did, did J-Dub leave his, his Simon and Garfunkel cassette in the 97 car on race morning? Or what? I don't know. If I was going to have to choose between the sounds of silence or the sounds of Dotto and Roland yelling at me, I know which I'd choose. Yeah, some pretty telling stuff in that. Um, how did the GPS man know that Roland was really disappointed in Matt? I mean, almost as disappointed as, uh, as the commentary team were. I think you'd probably find that uh, smart technology is very smart these days. Well, and, and smart technology is almost interactive because both Dutto and the GPS lady told Shane that um, he was always going to lose the race in the chase. It's just history repeating. Elon Musk could win the Bathurst 1000 next year. So how's Elon? Sorry, sound engineer. How's on Elon? How's Elon Musk going to win the Bathurst race next year? Well, maybe driverless cars are a bit more reliable than, than real drivers. Oh, Ooh. thanks very much, sound engineer. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Ricky Bobby. Reynolds was up the front the whole time, not to be denied. Not to be denied. And after seven hours and what was it six minutes, uh, it was it was exhausting, and everyone was just like almost relieved that it's over. But it's Bathurst; it's the biggest race of the year, so we need to pay homage to everyone who finished. And we start off with the good performances. Good perform. There, look, there was some highlights, some lowlights. There was a drive of the day, and we had a few slip under the radar. We 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 may mention. Uh, a few people again in our in our little roundup now, but um, Warbster, I'll leave it over. You can you can op- open up with the good performances. Good performances. Um, as we mentioned before, Wooden Pitha coming fourth. A very good performance from them. Totally unexpected. Uh, we're, we're within a shot of the podium for a good long while there, but um, just didn't have enough for Fabs. But that's not unusual this year, and they've got a lot to hold their um, heads up about. 
Andre Heimgartner, A3K in the top 10, didn't even have a drive at the start of the weekend and managed to uh, finish in the top 10, having not driven a car all year, or at least a supercar all year. And uh, as we mentioned, Simona until the crash. It was running in the top 10. Um, not really sure what, what more we can say about that. I know she was really disappointed, um, caught the paint off the curb and, uh, and put it in a, in a funny spot. Um, which leads us to the, the, the you know the not so not so good of the lowlights. Nissan in general, um, with the exception of Simona, you've had four years in the championship. You've had all this money running four cars. In all seriousness, Todd and Rod, what have you done with the money? And look, uh, I was a Datsun five ten owner once upon a time, and and the Warps has got a spot a soft spot for the Nissan. Um, I, I maybe we're disappointed, Warpster, because. We want so much more. I think we want performances out of them. I mean, it, again, going back to Dale Wood, you'd have to look at it and say, well, it, what, he was in a fourth spring Nissan. How much attention and parts was he getting? Probably not a hell of a lot. You'd have to say Simona's in the same category. Whoops, I'm going to hold you there. Go. Super 2. There are two Nissans in the Super 2 that Matt White Racing are running. And they are rocket ships. And they are absolute rocket ships. They, are t- they were turning out faster times in the Super 2 qualifying practice and races than the main game Nissans were. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a general lack of wherewithal in the engineering department. Well, you couldn't blame Nissan, and I do actually have some sources inside of the um, Brayside facility. It's not lack of facilities. It's definitely not lack of facilities or um, ability. So they've got like the, the, a new Star Willy toolkit, not like a Sid Chrome one from Larry Perkins days? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. And, and have they got four-post car hoists? Or do they have to change the gearboxes on mechanics creepers because that's what you do at the races? They've, they've, got the, they've got all the proper hoists. Sorry, I'm thinking of Perkins days. Yeah, they, also, they also don't use five-stud wheel hubs anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but you've got five times the... Five, five times less chance of losing a wheel nut if you've got five wheel nuts than a centre lock. I'm sure Larry. I'm sure Larry said that. That 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 wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Larry. That's did, track the logic. Larry Larry did come up with a lot of engineering theories that weren't supposed to work, but did. Hmm. <laughs> um, other next mayor performance triple eight. They just looked at C all weekend. Well, especially if the C was made of sand. Ooh, burn. Um, and finally. And I'm gonna probably gonna get some heat for this one. Yeah, you are. So go on, go with go with it because I'm ready to line you up. Cameron Waters. Yep. What about him? Stanaway killed him. Yeah, we knew he was going to. He's more experienced. He has done more laps in faster cars. He's he's older. He's got a just a greater breadth of experience. Don't write Waters off. Waters is a good driver. Um, I know you're going to talk about young drivers in your Orbs tutorial. They went with him and promoted him over keeping Crazy Dave. Which I don't actually think was a bad move. I think Crazy Dave has ended up at the team that he was probably born to run in. Exactly. That's Um, why I said it. But um, he should have been champion that year. If Van Giesbergen hadn't nerfed him at Phillip Island, he would have gone on, stayed on a roll with his confidence and absolutely would have been champion that year. And maybe the PW scandal mightn't have been as detrimental to his career. Don't diss Waters. I'm a big rap for the kid. The kid can drive well. The problem is, he's got a better co-driver. So's Dale Wood. 
So has a number of the others out there. Jason Bright's got a better co-driver. Mm, indeed. Craig so, Lowndes has probably got a better co-driver. Ooh. Ooh, jeez. Wow. Are you trying to get us attention on social media saying that's Todd Kelly's so. definitely got a better co-driver than Jack LeBrocky. Don't even, don't even go there. I mean, where do we want to go? Scotty Pye. Warren Luff's got more experience than Scott Pye. Warren Luff's got uh, two more uh, Pertec Endurance Cups under his belt than uh, Scotty Pye does. Yep. He's the only one that's won two of them. Yep. And, and I'd go so far as to say that James Moffat has probably got a better co-driver based on Moff's, um, Moff's work in the last weekend at Bathurst. Well, yeah, the other, the other one only crashed once. Mm. Anyway, now you've done telling me off, which you're not doing again, minion. Um, driver of the day. Uh, mine is Luke Yildon. Yep. Started uh, one race this year before Bathurst, which was Sandown. Yep. Uh, doesn't have a steer anywhere at the moment and just did the perfect job. He didn't go out there. He didn't try to buy, get himself a drive, fling it around at a million miles an hour, kept it off the fence, kept it calm, did the right things in the tricky conditions and gave it back to Dave in as good a condition as you could possibly expect. And that's what you need out of a part-time driver. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a couple of others that stand out for mine. Tony Delberto did a really good job uh, with Fabs. Agreed. He's, he's, he's put Fabs to the top of the championship table. Um, and I think for his performances all weekend in both Super 2 and in the main game, I think uh, I think Jack LeBrock has uh, has definitely not blotted his copybook. Oh, and, abs- and, I, and I know absolutely. he's going to come up in your uh, in your Warbs tutorial a little bit later. Uh, he is indeed. Um, the youth movement is very strong, very very strong. And as 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 a, a Warbster who is looking to the future, it's very promising. The personalities are there as well. Um, I mean, you've got a lot of drivers like Crazy Dave's not exactly old. So you've got a very bright future in front of you. Um, under the radar driver of the race, uh, I'm going to nominate uh, Gary Jacobson. Yeah, Mike's cousin. Mike's cousin. Um, he did he, he, he did a mega job, job driving the mega car. I think I called it the five car when I made my uh, Brighty apology earlier. Um, I'd like to apologise to, to them for calling the five car the 56 car. The five car was that bottle thing that um, Mark Winterbottom and Peter Garrett Jr. decided to fence late in the race. Yeah. Uh, real, look, seriously, uh, something's rotten in the state of FPR. Hmm, something's not right. No. I think they've, I mean... FPR's biggest um, asset at the moment is their driver lineup. You've got two drivers in, well, one in Super 2, one on the sidelines, who could probably jump in tomorrow and do as good a job as the drivers that they've got, Barch has. Yep. Um, their best result was Bridie and your boy Gary Jacobson in eighth. So that's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, but they, were, they had the pace all weekend, and I'm actually going to make a statement here. Everyone thought when DJR took Ludo that DJR was going to blow PRA off the face of the earth in terms of the Fords, and I'm telling you, it's just not so. Alrighty. Warbster, we've covered a fair bit of news. Let's not make it a separate segment. Let's just roll into a bit of news now. I'm looking across and, and can't see any movement from uh, from the race director, so I don't believe we need to go a safety car for an ad. Beautiful. Um, Let's go. Righto. Look, the really quick one, the big one. Uh, 
You've announced your 2018 calendar, yes, which essentially is exactly the same in terms of races, order, months of the year. Nothing's really changed. It's exactly it, the same, but different. It's got two changes. And they're very big changes, and they're very good promotional future opportunities for the series. Well, actually, three, three if you want to count, finally awarding points at Albert Park. Oh, thank you. Thank you for getting rid of Bernie. <sighs> yep. So... Saturday night races in Western Sydney. A race on a Saturday night in Western Sydney. Sydney Motorsport Park? Oh, sorry, I was talking about Parramatta Speedway. I mean, they've been doing Saturday night races there for 40 years. There's nothing new. There's nothing interesting. I know why you are going to run a race in the dark at Sydney Motorsport Park. Because I want money. No, because we won't be able to see how many people aren't there. Minion. Sorry, Wolfster. You will be. And the Bend. Salem Bend. The Shaheen, the Shaheen family, their massive investments finally paid off. You've gone there. They've offered you a truckload of, money, of, their, of their petrol money. And... Uh, We're going to drive you around the Bend with the promotion. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Abu Dhabi replacement race. With just as much sand. Yep, it's possibly, gonna, possibly fewer camels, it's though. It's going to be like Barbagallo, but worse. No, look, it, very, very exciting for the Australian motorsport scene. Once upon a time, Bob Jane owned everything there was to own in motorsport in uh, in South Australia. Now it's the Shaheen family. They purchased Malalar off the estate of the late Clem Smith. And uh, so they've got both the tracks. Uh, and they're throwing some money at, at, uh, at Malalar. They're throwing a hell of a lot of money at the Bend. There's only one problem. There's a three-star motel at Talem Bend and a lot of caravan parks. Where are you lot going to sleep? Uh, Adelaide helicopter. Right. Well, okay. we, you, you didn't say it had to be cost-efficient, did you? No. Well, who's paying for the helicopter? Uncle Rupert. Right. He doesn't own the network anymore. He doesn't need to. He's just got billions and billions of dollars, and okay. I have access to them. Right. Okay. That's all good. So yeah, uh, we we blow out by a round next year, Warbster. And uh, look, the other big news we we touched on it in the first edition. Walkinshaw Andretti United. They they um actually I think they won three two on aggregate. No. No, it's not a soccer game. Oh. Oh, you mean like Walkinshaw got bought out by two Americans. That's right. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, actually, I have done a bit of uh, research into this. Zach Brown, as we mentioned uh, last time around, is one of the investors. He founded a company called JMI. Yep. The largest motorsport marketing firm in the world. Pardon my English. Uh, he's a former associate of uh, our old mate Bernie Eccleston. A former associate of Bernie Eccleston. He's not going to need cap you, though. Is that like... Um colourful gangland identity? Uh, legitimate Italian-Australian businessman? No, it's not like that at all. Okay. Yep. Um, he's executive director of the McLaren Group currently. As I mentioned last time around, he's one of the replacements for Ron Dennis yep. and is co-founder of United Autosports. So, they, they're, they're who's who reads pretty strongly uh, competitive, competitive and wins in the Blanc Payne series, British GT, GT, British Touring Car Championship, they're in LMP3, 
EMS Le Mans. European Le Mans. Thank you. And Le Mans itself. Uh, they've started a few times. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, United is more of a um, side project for Brown more than a competitive entity in itself. Um, obviously, he's spends most of his time on McLaren these days because there's the road car side and everything else going. Yep. But the fact is, this guy is a heavy hitter. Speaking of heavy hitters, uh, Michael Andretti. The Andretti family shouldn't need too much introduction for he's, anyone He's Mario's son, isn't he? He's Mario's son. Yeah, everybody knows Mario. Mario. Um, US Open Wheel legend, former IndyCar champion, 1993 McLaren teammate to Ayet and Senna. De Silva. De Silva, who um, actually destroyed Michael, but we don't worry about that. No, that's um, okay. Bought into what became Andretti Autosport in 2003, which was Team Green in the beginning. Team Green having an Australian link because they were originally a pair of brothers from Perth. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the one. Uh, multiple IndyCar series and Indy 500 titles, uh, formerly in American Le Mans series, currently in Global Rallycross, Indy Lights, and Formula E. These guys are big business and they're not stuffing around. Now, they've come in, they've brought cash, they've done a bit of a buyout mm-hmm. from little Ryan. Who's the son of Tom Walkinshaw. Yeah, we've, and we've covered Ryan that's it. infinitum. It's, uh, it's no secret there's apparently more international interest. Um, Ganassi name has been, uh, has been touted already. Uh, nobody knows whether that's fake news or real news, but um, what we will throw up is if someone else were to join or another t- another Amer- uh, international entity were to come in and buy an existing team, Warbster, who would they buy? You'd, if there's probably one or two obvious candidates. I think um, PRA, having the facilities and uh, background that they do with Ford, would be a very good candidate. Yeah, well, we know what happened the first time with PRA, don't we, Warbster? Uh, DJI were desperate. No, they, they touted their wares to the captain and someone else touted his wares cheaper and mm. the captain went for value for money. And look at who's winning the races now. Yes, um, but Nash and Rusty aren't exactly in a position where they have to sell. That's a viable entity. They've got four cars in the series. Yeah, They've they, got they, one of the best engineering bases. Don't necessarily want to be there from what I hear. They're, they're, there's, there's not a lot of love lost between Nashy and uh, and uh, and Rusty. And at one stage at the end of last year, there was talk about them taking two RECs each and splitting. So mm. there's, there, I would think that um, there would be an opportunity for two of the RECs at FPR to uh, to disappear to another outside entity, maybe. Well, and then obviously you've got to throw the LDM. Um Rex into that equation as well because well, that, that, LDM's now got a very deep tie-in with um, PRA and itself. That, that and as we as we mentioned last week, that we uh, we still maintain that's where Mister Stanaway is going to be next year. There a few others to, to toss around. LDM might be the one that just gets sold as a as a, a bargain basement. You know, AKA Brad Jones Racing buying Tony Longhurst all those years ago, mm-hmm. or the captain buying into um, the artist formerly known as Forklift Racing. Um, so good one, um, Funky Gasser. Woody, I think as long as Barry Se- has as, seventy-two or seventy-three, as long as Barry has somewhere to go, and Barry's guaranteed a place on the team because he is a very good team manager, very capable, and doesn't really need to go anywhere. I could see it happening. Yep. Um, while we're talking about Funky Gasser Motorsport, oh, 
little whisper that Krusty Holloway, their chief uh, engineer, um, is very sought after by a number of other teams. That's not exactly a surprise when you look at how much performance GRM does on that budget. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I know a couple of guys that work at GRM and been there a long time. Um, the one thing that you can be sure about with GRM, and it's probably just like the Jones brothers as well, when the sponsorship money runs out, when they've wrecked too many, they just dip their hand in their own pocket and keep on going. Oh, absolutely. Keep on keeping on. Um, and that's that's old school race team management. That's, that's old school. And you know what? Old school's cool. Old school is the way to go. And that's how you get success. Ludo didn't get success by spending lots of Roland's money. He got it because he did it better. Yep, absolutely. Um, so... That just about rounds off the news. Oh, a couple of little quick ones. I'll go with a few more snippets from your website, Warbster. Yep, go for it. Percat, final lap crash was shattering. Um, I thought the windows were all perspex. Uh, boom, boom. So, wing cup, broken valve ends Bathurst. I reckon the mole man had burst a valve earlier in the race rather than about, than uh, than, uh, than when they dropped the valve in the engine. I know, I know that um, Scafi definitely wanted to drop his valve. He was like, Jamie, no! Oh, please, Mafie. Um Couple of other little ones. BJR got a new manager. Chris mm-hmm. Clark's coming in. You've, I believe you've got some information on that, Warbster. Uh, that BJR are such an efficient team. Their team manager decides at the start of the year that this is going to be his last year. So he goes out and finds, as an ex-Formula One man himself, goes out and finds one of his mates and recruits his own replacement. How's that for super efficiency? That sounds a lot better than certain other teams who decided to dump Adrian Burgess and then um, hmm, it played any Meeny, Meeny, Miney, Moe and got Rob Starr. Mm. Um, speaking of which, um, there is actually a new designer uh, starting at Walkinshaw Andretti United, Carl Foe. The bloke who designed... Foe? Foe, yep. That's not a bowl of Vietnamese soup, is it? Well, hopefully they handle better than a bowl of Vietnamese soup. Um, here's the bloke who designed the BTCC Subaru Lavorg, which has got to be the stupidest name for a car ever. Um, since Star Trek. Since Star Trek. Hang so, on, hang um, on. The Lavorg's a wagon, right? Yeah. So they're racing an estate car. Correct. Well, that's something that's... Oh, hang on. Yeah, it has. Ricard Rydell. Jim yeah. Richards back in the super back. touring days. Yes, yes, in oh, Peter Brock even. Yeah, Peter Brock, um, yeah. An estate car. An estate car. Does, um, does your new Gen 2 rules allow the use of a five door estate car? I wonder if Mole Man wants to run the Sandman. Hmm, I wonder indeed. Mm. Uh, Nissan's uh, technical director is uh, back up for grabs again. They want to run a V6 program, but no one's pulled the. Uh, pin on it or said yes or no yet um, I, th- I, th- I think um, given the fact that Todd and Rod Racing have only got a guarantee of missing money till the end of next year um, they won't be doing anything they'll need to be making the big decisions in the first quarter of next year mm-hmm. about whether they stay on board with Todd and Rod before they start appointing new technical managers and making decisions to go to twin turbo V6s because um, if you want to look at return on investment it ain't happening at Brayside no. Uh, what is Campbell Little up to these days? Oh, yeah, it's a bit all they deserve. And just one last uh, one last headline off the Supercars. Timbo, Timbo, hold off, mate. Hold well, off. Can we just hold Tim? Can someone hold Tim back? Hold Tim back. I said before, Tim Slade's, when you're that cooked, it's massively uncomfortable. I'll, I'll pair that with Garth Tander saying the track was like ice on the restart. 
What are they doing up there? I mean, I know they used to like drink lots of beer, but now that the beer's been restricted, are they turning to other stuff? Or Cooked it on ice. On? Cooked it on ice. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. My first car, yeah, that was a Datsun 510, better known as a 1600. Had a sweet little J16 engine. It'll even do 100 mile an hour. It had McPherson strut front end and an independent rear suspension. Man, it took supercars 45 years to catch up with that technology. No, I don't actually own one anymore. But if I did, I'd pick Shannon's to insure it. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Mo Ishido, sono piano no ongaku wo guitara. Boku wa sakabu tsumori des. Are you looking for race car spares? Come down to the corner of Dandenong Road. We have supercars, formula cars, imports and road cars in pieces and waiting for you. Just come in before the residents kick us out at 6pm. Need a wrecked race car? Go straight on to Dandenong Road. Welcome back to the Supercar Insiders Facebook page, Warbstercast. I'm the DSO. This man sitting right next to me is the Warbster. And I'm going to throw to him for his weekly or episodally Warbs tutorial. Yes, thank you very much everyone in uh, podcast land for listening to this point. We do appreciate it. Um, I hope you're not expecting professionalism from here on in because you're sure as hell not going to get it. Actually, Warbs, I need to interject there. We'd like to thank our good friends at 13Fabs and Shannons talking about professional commercials. Shannons, for all your, for, for all your enthusiasts out there. <laughs> and let me tell you something right now. We're contractually obligated to mention them. Now, as far as the Wolf's tutorial goes, I'm actually in a good mood, and the DSO's been very good about all of this money that I owe him. So it's going to be a DSO-torial. Hey, why can't we have both? A Warbs tutorial, a Warbs to DSO-torial. That doesn't sound like a mouthful, but yes, let's do that. Righto, Warbster. Let's, let's get into it. It's heading for the silly season. I think the silly season started this afternoon when we started recording this. Uh, silly season at a great rate of knots. Drivers. Drives. There's only there's only 26 cars out there, Warbster. And there are a lot of teams locked in well and truly, um, especially at the top end of town. But some spots are still open and questions are still in the air. Um, the Super 2 and Enduro co-driver scenes have an insane amount of young talent, as we've mentioned during our um, Bathurst review. So, DSO, who do we rate and who goes where? A couple of things we need to think about. Who's out of contract, potentially out of a drive? Number one on that list, I'm pretty sure, is James Moffat. I think Moff's contract finishes at the end of the year. Funky Gaz has got two cars and four drivers he's got to pick the best two and i'd be saying considering that um Biebs was actually supposed to be there last year he would have to be the walk-up start to get the um 34 drive if the 34 drive was available yeah look i think james golding's done a great job hasn't bent it um has just been fast and consistent um you know a, a, another year old or a little bit more maturity um i, I think Biebs has definitely got to be the man to uh, to take the seat in the 34. Um, and look, if that happens, I'm, I feel a bit sorry for James, but uh, sometimes there's somebody younger and faster, as you know, and mm -hmm. his old man found. And 
just about every race driver in history is always going to find there's always going to be somebody younger and faster. Um, and that's that's just PRA. Well, that that's I mean you've got four cars there and you've effectively got six drivers, four of which are currently in the seats, two of which, as I said earlier, could easily take one of those spots. Uh, Stanaway and um, Jacobson. Jacobson's heading for his second um, Super 2 championship consecutively. Stanaway we know about from Sandown and Bathurst. Yep. Um, I wouldn't want to be Jason Bright right now. And I tell you yeah, who else I wouldn't want to be? Mark Winterbottom? Would not want to be Mark Winterbottom. I, I can't believe it. It's not on any of our notes. And we're both thinking exactly the same. Yeah, Mark Winterbottom hasn't done a real lot. Um, he's, done a, he's done plenty in any other team, in any other environment. Bar probably Triple Eight or um or Shelpensky, he would have done enough. But there's just a youth movement there that's just unbelievable. So look, um, so let's be realistic. Uh, Chaz is their star. Absolutely. Mark's their number two. I could argue though that Chaz might be on the market next time his contract's up. Well, they're going to offer him heaven and earth. It depends on whether he. Well, do they offer him heaven, heaven and earth, or does he go where the money is? Um, I think there's going to be a spot end of next year at Shell Penske mm-hmm. because Fabs is out of contract, and I don't think Fabs has been. He might be championship leader. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the star. He's. I think uh, he's 35. He's long term. He might get one or one or two championships in the next couple of years, but beyond that, you'd have to start looking elsewhere. Yep. And if you've got Chaz and you've got the money, yep. You'd want to put those. Two yeah, together. absolutely. I think that, I think that's that. That'd be where the captain's thinking, or the captain might be looking at Bieber, because Gary might offer him two years, polish him up um, at GRM, and look, you just don't know. But let's go back to our list, Warbster. You've got Jacobson, yes, part of PRA. Let's be realistic. Let's let let's 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 reverse engineer this. Yep. Let's look at the guys that probably don't deserve a drive next year. And I'll go through the Bathurst finishing list, and I'll give you some names, and you can yes or no. Yep. Um, Dale Wood's already talking about stepping away, so there's a seat mm-hmm. that somebody will have to bring money into to drive for Betty. Correct. Todd Kelly, time to hang up the helmet. Uh, that it's, he's, a, he's been on time for the last two or three years. Jason Bright, time to hang up the helmet. Again, two or three years. Craig Lowndes, one, maybe two more years. Go out in a blaze of glory, do a brocky, announce a final tour, sell a gazillion T-shirts, and then become a gun for hire. He'll go and do a bit of GT, I think, especially if the Warbs, especially Warbster because you now own GT. Um, I actually have good mail that uh, Lowndes will be hanging it up at the end of next year. Blanchard, young, nice kid. His old man's a great bloke. Got money. We talk about that in a second. Um, His co-driver from this year is faster than him already. much faster than him already. Um, Garth. Absolutely. 12 months ago, we would be sitting here a year ago saying it's time to yeah, give it up, Garth. We'd, we'd have written him off. He, he is changing attitude from a change in latitude. Yep. Um, Really good, fun bunch of blokes. Turns up to work every day. Does a bit of work with with Funky Gazza and Bazza, and has just completely reinvigorated. And is sitting in the top six in the championship. Um, I think a lot of what happens with Funky Gazza is a lot to do with um, what Wilson Insecurity wants. Yep. So if Wilson Insecurity says Garth Tan has got another year in him, yep. Garth Tan has got another year yep, in him. Absolutely. Um, I think he's in a slightly different position than James Moffat because with 
Garth, you've got name recognition, you've got the um, political, not political capital so much, but the marketing capital built up over the years that he's been around, yep. and that's not easy to replace. He and Leanne are also busy with Tander Sports, so we know where Garth's going to go when he finishes. Mm-hmm. He'll be doing some driver coaching, um, and they were potentially going to run a couple of cars in Formula Ford series at the top level, I'm, I'm hearing. Um, the issue with um, Funky Gazza is definitely not the fact that he's got the talent around. It's a case of, will the sponsor go for it? Yep. Um, James Courtney. Is there another championship in Courtney? Not in um, that car. Not in that team. Even even with all of the wholesale changes and the money that they're going to bring, you know, so... I and, could, I and could I'll, see... And I'll, I'll throw the other bloke at you too, because they're, mm-hmm. they're almost the same. Wing Cup. Won the most championships, Ooh, but but you didn't just go there. No, I, of course I went there. He's he's not on his game, hey, I, and I don't know what it is. Is the other team trying too hard? I'm not saying he's not saying it's time for him to retire, but he's going to be one of these guys in the next couple of years. Um, I, I, winter, winter bottom, you know, not necessarily guaranteed. Not not time to retire, but not guaranteed to start it no. necessarily FPR good next year. Um, and then you've got Moffat. We know he's out of contract, that he's going to struggle. Um, Holdsworth, um, journeyman racer at best. Holdsworth. I, I, I don't know. There's something there between him and his team owner that, that you know, that, that, that's keeping him in the drive. Uh, and Scotty McLaughlin um, well, is, is an absolute lock. But where do we fit these kids in? We've got Stanaway, as you said. Marco. Macaulay Jones. Um, Andre 3000. Yeah, absolutely. Boob, we've talked about Jacobson. The two young Kostecki brothers, um, not not trundling around in the two series in the best of machinery. Um, that's, but, but that, that's a family-run team one and two. You've got to think, these kids are 18 and 16 years old. They've yep. got a lot of developing to do. Yep. And you give them two or three years in Super 2, give them consistent driver coaching, give them all the tools that they need, there's no reason they can't do it. Yeah, well, hang on. They're not much different to Alex Rulo. Alex, yes. Alex Rulo can drive, okay? Mm. He can't necessarily drive fast at the moment, mm. but he, can, he, has, he has driven reasonably fast. I don't think he's had the year... He's had a great year by, by basic standards, but not... By good standards. He's had a, he's had a great had a year by car. what we expected from him. Based around the team that he's in. Mm. Um, and then the two other standouts of, of the two series, uh, we've talked about him already, um, Jacques Lebrock uh, and Anton Di Pasquale. Anton came up in dispatches last, in, in, yes, in the previous Forbes tutorial, yes, about the car that he's driving. Mm-hmm. Um, you've left off Jack Smith. Yes, I have. And you've also left off my little Formula Ford boy, Pardon the pun, Jordan Boys, Good who's indeed. come out of Formula Ford and into BJR car. Yep. Um, Jack Smith uh, drove uh, Renee's car at the end of the year last year uh, in Super Two when she bailed early before she changed teams yep. and had a really, really big crash at Bathurst, blotted his copybook to a certain degree. But um, there are kids out there that are quick. Um, you don't need, with respect to Rod and Todd. They've held on for too long. They should have quit while they were ahead a couple of years ago. You either... The days of the owner-driver are over. You can't do both. I don't care how much money you've got in your back pocket because you're old man. Well, just to go back to Macaulay Jones, um, 
Andy Jones went and drove for someone else and it didn't work out real well. Mm-hmm. I think McCauley would be better in another team, but in this era, he's got to find a big personal sponsor to take him to a different team because mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think all three seats next year are locked at BJR. So McCauley's either going to trundle around in Super 2 again, which I think is a waste of his talent. Absolutely. Um, and he's happy to um, give his old man a hand with the, with the March Formula Pacific um, and, and have a co-drive here and there and do a bit of Super 2. And he didn't set the world on fire, but, but he's, he's a good steer. He's, there's, there's some natural talent there. I think the problem with that Macca has is not only has he got to find the money, but he's also got to overcome the stigma of perceived nepotism. Yep. And a lot of this stuff with young drivers comes down to the commercial realities. Who's paying the bills. Who's paying the bills. Yep. Because if the sponsor says, I want the recognised name, it doesn't matter how much of a tugger they are, they're going to be in the car. Absolutely. Um, Courtney, for example, is a big name. He's been on Dancing with the Stars a million years ago and he's won a championship and all of that. I don't believe, based on his performance in the past two years, he's worth the drive that he's in. Uh, I'm just, I'll just come out and say it. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, well, so look, I think that's about where we're at. Um, we'll, we'll watch it with interest. I think um, our, probably our Newcastle preview... Uh, podcast, we, we might have a, f- a little bit more information. Or... And um, also, I think we're uh, planning on doing some um, off-season um, broadcasts as well, so no doubt that will be full of the um, comings and goings as well. Uh, the, certainly the back end of the silly season. Absolutely. So we need to go oh, safety Tim, car Tim. boards and flags. Three safety, safety car cars in flags. one podcast. Safety I can't believe it. It's not the last 30 laps, for goodness sake. <sighs> All right, everybody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to pay for this somehow, God knows. It's um, over to our sponsors. I'm a middle-aged lady, so I don't need a fast, sporty car. My car barely runs half the time. My beige 1987 Ford Laser is a piece of crap, but it gets me around and it has lots of economy. Insurance? Oh, for goodness sake, I barely afford the rego. How am I going to afford insurance? But it would be Shannon's. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Minions. Have you visited the Facebook page www.facebook.com slash supercar insiders? Because if you haven't, you're being a very naughty minion. You should probably go there and check it out. There's all sorts of interesting stuff. If you like this podcast, you should go there too. Or else. Now. Back to some ads. Ugh, it's another Shannon's ad. I've only had one five laps ago. I know Tim's a bit heavy on the yellow flags, and man, does the wolves like his commercial revenue, but jeez. Couldn't they give it a break for like five minutes? Like, can't I hear about something else? That and Petter's suspension? Ugh, annoying ad? It's gotta be Shannon's. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Warpster cast. Uh, we're heading down the uh, home straight here. The last lap board is nearly out, but we've got a few things to get through before that. Uh, big thanks to Shannon's and um, all of our other sponsors for the support, love, and ability to take the piss out of them. Now, Absolutely. And for those of you who aren't aware, head yourself off to www.facebook.com backslash supercarinsiders for more 
fun, frivolity, and real humour, unlike the crap we've been churning out for the last hour and a half. Indeed. Warbster. Yes. Our next event preview. Our next event preview, um, the big one. Well, uh, uh, the the Surfboard 100. The Vodafone Super Balcony Viewing, Super 600. No, no, you guys have got it all wrong. It's the Schoolies 600. Thanks very much, sound engineer. You know, I think this young person might be onto something, Warbster. Well, looking at the um, lineups now, that we've got, so let's the, uh... let's let's go through the lineups first before we talk about who we think might yep. actually, you know, achieve let's, anything. Let, let's go. Let's get through the important bit yep. before we worry about the racing. So the Friday night lineup. Who 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 have you booked? Who have your who have your entertainment minions booked to try and draw a crowd on Friday? Delta Goodrum and Daryl Braithwaite. They'll be riding on the horses, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't bad enough, having the legends of motorsport absolutely diminished and demeaned by standing on the front straight at Bathurst in the rain, I'm on a, I'm on a DSOTorial now, <laughs> Go for in it. the rain with her, that silly thing, playing a bloody piano. You're talking about Ronan Keating's ex here. That silly thing, playing a bloody piano. Oh, seriously, start the race, right? Warbster, next year, here's my advice. Stop dicking around, start the effing race. I don't want to see all the shit. I don't want to hear the, the virgin plane captain tell me what height he's going to fly in at and say hello to Levi and Chili at home. I don't need any of that shit. I want to see race cars. How's that? Because race cars is what the series is. It's not motor time. Oh, Sorry, I said a swear word. We'll bleep that out. Um, <laughs> it is motortainment. That's why Daryl and Delta are playing in the front. This concert shit does my head in. So it gets better. The gates open at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Right. DJ trials. Now, I don't know if he's a DJ or it, if, they're, if it's tryouts. Is, or, is, 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 is he a trial bike rider? Uh, is, is it like sheepdog trials? Is it, is it like motorcycle trials? Oh, I don't know what it is. And then... Apparently, because CFM, rocking the Gold Coast, you've then got 35 minutes of the mixed breakfast team. So it's not breakfast. I don't know what mix they're on. And I don't necessarily know whether it's music or comedy or what it is. But for Christ's sake, run some race cars. I mean... Oh, well, it, it is past 5pm. It's going to be on Saturday. Everyone's going to be half lit anyway. So it doesn't lit. really matter. I was going to say they'll be fully cooked on ice. I Sorry, skating around on ice, especially if it rains. Yeah. And then um, you've got Dean Lewis. Wasn't, like, he, wasn't he the bloke that used to host Recovery back in the mid-90s? No, that's Dylan Lewis. Oh, he was so, actually, he's actually good. I yeah, like so Dean Lewis, I don't know where he came from, but probably one of the reality music shows from somewhere. I don't know. Um... Probably, probably um, did some good work in the um, casting call, if you catch my drift. Um, sound engineer, you're a young person. M- Montagny. Who is she? She's just, she's nobody. Don't she's, worry. Right, don't worry. Right, thank you. Uh, Violent Soho, yeah, they go okay. And the Hilltop Hoods. Even old people like us know who the Hilltop Hoods are. And They're... young people don't give a shit. Oh. Jeez, the sound engineer's been a bit cheeky today. He's been a cheeky little gonna, so must have been that great big bag of lollies that we opened in the, in the production meeting. You know, got him all fired you know, up on you know what? Actually, I think if he's, he's, he's dissing on the hilltop hood, he's just acting like a clown prince. Oh, please. It's your round. Okay, so, righto, here we go. 
enough of that nonsense. Let's talk about the race cars. What, it's there's the race fo- cars at the Gold yes, Coast 600? it's the Vodafone, Gold Coast, Schoolies, check out the chicks on the balcony, curb Super hopping. 600, curb hopping, running into tyre bundles, Super 600. What first corner? <sighs> it's a demo derby really, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, this, this was the event last year where Garth got everyone all upset. What, by running Jandal, um, not Jandal, running Fabs into the side of the concrete wall in the middle of the straight? I think um, it wasn't one of Garth's finer moments and he was um, penalised accordingly by uh, the... Actually, actually, Leanne didn't talk to him for two days afterwards. Yeah, because it was she nearly lost her drive. Look, it's going to be a crash fest. Um, it's... Look, again, apart from the fact that it makes you lots of money because the government pay for it, I don't know why they go there. I mean, it was never a good IndyCar track. It's even worse as a supercar track. Just not an event that that, 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 that pulls my chain, sadly. It's not exactly um, Bathurst, is it? So let's let's have a look at warpstabet.com. Mm, so our, our two current favourites at $3.50, uh, Winkup and Dumbrell, Car 88 and McLaughlin and Prima. No real surprises there. I think it's actually a surprise that Wincup's up there considering the year that he's had, and I would have thought that 97 would be a far better chance than Wincup this year. Yeah, but see, Wincup's popular, and Is he? if people are sheep, they will back popular people. Now, okay, you, okay, hang you, on, hang on, stop, ra- stop for a sec. Yeah. Wincup popular? Oh, You're some, a social media DSO. In some circles. Are you blind? No, in some circles. The squeakiest wheel always gets the oil. At six fifty, most at known. Uh, car ninety seven, eight dollars for Giz. Ooh, that's, uh, that, that's not a bad price. Yeah, no, that's that's there's some value for the Giz. Car nine, Reynolds and Yulden, thirteen dollars. Now, if, I have to admit, I I, I am uh, I, I I I don't mind going for a rank outsider, and some of the drivers in the field are well, pretty rank, and well, some of them some of them I'd rather stay outside. Well, you've you've got a two hundred thirty five thousand reasons to uh, back the number nine car this time round, don't you? I'm not going for the nine car. My oh, money currently is on car number five, the one that I mistakenly. No, we, we've already apologised for that. Winterbottom and Peter Garrett Jr. Peter Garrett Jr. has held the surfboard. So's Winterbottom. There's $17 for race one on Saturday. $17, Warbster. You're so lucky I'm over at, at Ladbrokes because I've got a lazy five on them at 17. Um, you're supposed to say you bet, not Ladbrokes. You bet. Thank I, you. You bet I lay we off. Are, you we bet. are contractually obligated to say this. You bet. You bet, you bet I lay off at Ladbrokes because their odds are better than yours. And uh, the other one, Tander and Golding. Sleepers. Tander knows his way around that track. And Golding's... He's pushed everybody in, in the history of <laughs> supercars the last 20 years into a, wall, yep. into a wall around that track. Yep. Golding's... Just, they're $31. I've got, I've got two and a half grand on them at $31. Just show me the money, Warbster. I think... Show me think... the money. Do you think my punting's got out of hand, Warbster? Just a bit. That's um, okay. I'll, I'll either be... At the next episode that we record, I'll either be really happy again or... I'll be um we'll have lost well, you'll be you'll be back in line. Minion. So let's so let's let's talk about some value bets. Um Jan- Jandal on pole yep, is a yep, dollar uh, uh, ten. Yep, yep. That's probably long odds because I don't think you should get odds on that. That's no, it's he's, so he's potentially gonna potentially gonna be his fifteenth. Before you before we get too deep into the betting markets, I would like to um make one point clear. Um yep. the race record holder at 
Surface oh, Paradise. Sorry, that remiss of me. Mm-hmm. Most race wins at Surface Paradise. Oh, it'll be 11 or 14. It'll be 11 or 14 by the great Peter Brock. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually going to try and get admin rights to all of the uh, Wikipedia sites to stop that bloke changing it from 11 to 14, but that's another story. Yeah, I think, I think probably actually getting the correct driver as well might be a good idea. Yep. But um, um, Wik- Wikipedia is um, definitely a research source that you want to be very careful with. Caruso and Fiore. Fastest of the Nissans, typically. $61. Hmm. $61. I wouldn't be putting any money I on wouldn't be, them. I wouldn't even put $10 on them at 61s. I... And, and sadly, sadly, despite his great run at Bathurst, Dale Wood and Chris Pither, $501 to one. Wow. If you've got some loose change, get down there and put some money on that. You bet. Woody, Woody is having a purple patch at the moment. And Chris and Pither's carrying him all the way through. Oh, Pith, Pither, Pither, he was pretty pithed off at the end of last year can, um, after can, after he got dumped by PRA. But absolutely. you know what? He's, he's a good driver. Cotton's odds were good. Wow. Wow. He's, he's, he's not being a very silent engineer this today, is he? So i tell you what, there's going to be something happening on the drive home. Um, <laughs> so, look, that, that's it. Let's be realistic. Who, who's going to win it? Who can win it? I think that DJR, Team Penske, um, Bathurst was a blip. And if they hold together, they're going to be so much faster than everyone else. It's not even funny. Yep. Ludo nearly always gets the straight circuits right. Yep. Um, PR not PRA sorry um, Triple Eight have nearly always had good cars for those events um, Albert Park included um, and that's because of Ludo I think the Bathurst problems just highlighted how much he took with him when he left and I do not see why they would not be competitive my call will be both the Shell V Power Racing Team cars if I've got to give you five I'll give you both the Shell cars I'll give you Shane Van Gisbergen as a third. Mm-hmm. I will throw Chaz Mostert at you as a fourth. Well, that's hardly going out on the limb. No, it's not. The and I think fifth. and I think Garth Tander might be my fifth. I'm gonna go down the similar line. Uh, 17 and 12, definitely. Um, I'm gonna throw a roughie in there and say Crazy Dave goes on with it from Bathurst. Yeah, I reckon Crazy Dave's gonna have a Bathurst hangover. Well, he probably Still. does. Still, mm. he, pro- he probably does. He yeah. probably probably had a very good, very good evening on the uh, Sunday night, but that's another story. And the Monday, and, and the, the Tuesday, Tuesday, and the, the Wednesday. Wednesday. And I tell you what, wasn't it interesting? All these people looking at photos of Hans and everybody saying, "Oh, that's that girl from Celebrity Big Brother. What's she doing with David Reynolds?" Actually, they were together before she was famous. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, back from back from our crazy Dave love. Um, Craig, def- where's, what about Craig? Craig. Could, can Lance. Craig do anything? Craig and Steve? Steve isn't the problem there. Craig, I'm sorry, Craig. You've been around for a while. You've been a great servant to the sport. We love you for what you've done for supercars and for motor racing in Australia, but... Do you know what Craig needs to do next it, year? It's time. If Craig's going to do a swan song next year, mm-hmm. do a brocky and sell lots of T-shirts... Yep. Then come back five, he, six he, years later. He needs... No, that won't happen. He needs to... You need to get one of your creative marketing minions. Mm-hmm. Caltechs need to partner with like Phillip Island Nature Resort mm-hmm. because Craig will do a smile and wave tour. 
so we need some penguins. Mm. Like, or is there a new Madagascar movie coming out that he can work that that they can put on the car at an event? What about timing penguins? Could we use them? Timing penguins are good. I think there's four or five of them available. Like, yep, yep. I might have a talk to young Emily and see if we can uh, mm. procure a timing penguin for the year. I think I think that would be good. I actually think the timing penguin would attract more of an audience than Craig would. Big shout out to uh, to the adventures of the timing adventures penguin. of timing penguin. Go and have a look on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. After after you've looked at Supercar Insiders, go there. Adventures of the timing penguin. Um, but um, no, I think Craig. I don't think he'll hang them up at the end of this year. I think it'll be next year. Yep. But I think it's a it's a it's a it's a sort of victory lap, if you like, around the country, same as Brocky. Yep. Um, I just hope that afterwards, Lowndes knows when to stop because Brocky. And again, you know, out there, if you've listened to episode one, we're not exactly the biggest Brockites in the world. He he hung on for too long. Look, um, I'll, I'll, nearly time to, to close this out for uh, for episode two, yep. Warbster. Um, I'll, I'll throw a roughie at you for the Gold Coast. I actually think Nick Perkett, um, with a bit of luck, could, uh, could, could snag a podium. BJR cars are always good on the street circuits. They've been mm-hmm. fast at Albert Park. Um, well, they were fast at Albert Park before somebody rear-ended him. Yeah, um, and I think um, he'll either be on his 11th or 14th livery change for... The Gold Coast. So, well, we're uh, going to have to make a few changes so we can tell the difference between him and the 22. Yeah, Peacock Paint and Panel, Wodonga. Big shout out. Massive supporters of the Supercar if any, Insiders, if anyone, Supercar Insiders podcast in jokes. If, any, if, anyone, if anyone from Peacock Paint and Panel is actually listening to this, do get in contact. Yeah, please <laughs> send us a message via Facebook. Yeah, we dug you out of the phone book, boys. Um, look, and on that note, uh, I think he's, he's been our sound in. What are you doing on social media? Listen, I'm the social media DSO. Get off Snapchat. Start engineering the program. Start playing that really, really bad outro right about now. I'm the, I'm the uh, monster. I'm the DSO, and uh, it's been a, a fun afternoon. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast as much as we did putting it together for you. Bye, everybody. Bye. podcast has been a Supercar Insiders production. Please visit www.facebook.com slash supercarinsiders for more fun, chaps and comedy. You know you'll love it. This is Kimi Raikkonen speaking.